Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right now is the most critical time for us to take back control of our food supply and become self-reliant by having our very own food forest. Transform your yard into a food forest and create a system of self-reliance that's easy and enjoyable with our friends at Food Forest Abundance. No matter where you're starting from, you can become more self-reliant. You can take your self-reliance to the next level by becoming a producer of your own food through growing and foraging. Learn how to turn your property into an income-producing source of economic self-reliance. If you're ready to go off-grid, click the link in the description and use coupon code FORBIDDEN for discounts on your very own food forest with Food Forest Abundance. Welcome back to Forbidden Knowledge News. I'm your host, Chris Matthew. Today, my guest is Lindsay Sharman. First, a couple of announcements. If you want to advertise with us, email me, forbiddenknowledgenews at gmail.com. We're doing incredible spots for our affiliates. Check out our website, forbiddenknowledge.news, also the home of the Forbidden Knowledge Network. You'll find some of your favorite podcasts from our community featured there. Forbidden Knowledge News is always available on Rockfin, Odyssey, Rumble, and all podcast platforms. Check out Rockfin. This is where you get our premium content. You also get all the premium content from every creator there on Rockfin for only $10 a month. You can go ahead and create a free account and get access to everyone's free content, including all our regular shows. Just go to rockfin.com FKN plus or click the link right in the description. Today, I want to welcome back to the show, Lindsay Sharman. She is host of Rogue Ways Podcast, author of 
five books, educator and national board certified teacher with a master's in teaching. She is also a spiritualist and experiencer of other realms via astral travel, dreamwalking, visions, and interaction with other dimensional entities. Lindsay, welcome back. How you doing? I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me back, Chris. Of course, you're one of our returning champions with more appearances than, than I can remember, really. Uh, but it's always an extraordinary conversation. This one is going to be just as extraordinary, if not more. We're going to be discussing the true nature of healing and health care via frequency, sound, bioresonance, and radionics, which is awesome. I completely believe that our ancestors possess knowledge, technology, and abilities to heal themselves in very profound ways, some of which we're just starting to rediscover through uh, brilliant independent researchers right now. Uh, when did you start looking into uh, frequency healing and sound healing? Wow, I guess it was a long time ago, but I wasn't looking into it for myself as far as you know doing healings for people, which is what I do now. Uh, I was more hearing about like Royal Raymond Rife, you know, and radionics and things like that. And just fascinated by even the concept. And, you know, I always had this very materialist and logical sort of view of the world. And if you couldn't prove it, and if you couldn't like do a study, then it probably wasn't real and, and all of this. But I, I loved the things that were on the fringes because I knew also that science had this huge bias away from anything that wasn't pharmaceutical and like, you know, couldn't be controlled through this allopathic medical Rockefeller system. Um, so I knew that. So I was always kind of looking. So I was fascinated when I first heard of, of, of Royal Raymond, Raymond Rife and these sort of suppressed sound technologies uh, to think about that. Is that possible? And, you know, now it's gone completely different directions for me. There's so many directions actually, because sound in itself is really the subject and sound is everywhere. Everything is sound. Everything is vibration. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's gone everywhere now. <laughs> right on. Uh, so what brought you to actually start implementing it and using it to, to actually help others? Um, I just, so I kept hearing about sound healings. I kept hearing about, you know, people using tuning forks and having like understood the Royal Raymond Rife stuff. And then I also am good friends with Phoenix Aurelius, who does IDF, intrinsic data field, which is a type of radionics, it's like the advanced state of radionics. And then I heard about, you know, this tuning fork healing. And again, like everything, I'm, I'm always thinking like, yeah, right. I mean, that's a nice thought. Like we wish, but no way, there's no way it's that easy. Um, but I read, I, uh, Eileen D day McCusick. Yeah. Eileen, Elaine, however you say her name, Dave McCusick's book, the human biofield tuning. Um, and that has all of this, you know, references to actual research and, you know, the science behind it. And that really helped me feel better about it too. Like I said, as far as I've gone into the woo, I still have this need to like understand it materially, or at least have some sort of evidence uh, that something works. And so once I read her book and she's really one of the sort of um, queens of the, of the industry, um, you know, in one of the forefronts runners on this on this trend and so she's done a lot of work around it she does training on it and all sorts of stuff um i didn't do her training uh but i did read those books and and it is very convincing uh that we do have this biofield and that it is affected by all kinds of radiation not just sound but sound is one type of radiation we at least can produce and use uh, to heal ourselves right on uh let's go back to uh, as far as we can 
um, in our history, in our known history, that may provide evidence that our ancestors were indeed using some of these uh, sound frequency healings uh, and maybe some sort of similar technology in, in our ancient past. Yeah, I. so one of the things that's really fascinating to me is that if you think about the most traditions that we can look at that are still being practiced in traditional settings involve the use of chanting, um, right? Or, or some sort of sound or singing. And, you know, when I realized at some point that these, I was kind of raised partially in this native culture, uh, cause I have that in my background. And so I have a lot of connection with it. And, you know, when I realized that the songs they were singing weren't words, they weren't native language words, they were just sounds. Something like in deep in me really understood that more. I was like, oh, that's actually more powerful, right? When you're just releasing the sound and you're using the sound and it has no implicit meaning, um, but it does, it carries an energy, right? When you're letting your sort of intuition guide you in these, what, ceremonies, you know, um, whatever, uh, vigils or something, whatever it is that you're using this for. And the whole group is joining together with the same intention and it can be celebratory and it can be healing uh, and it can be used for all these. It, it can also be like lamenting, you know, and we have like funerals or those types of things all through our history. We've also had, um, this, you know, I don't think we have it much anymore, but in the past, at least it was okay to like wail and like release all of this sound and energy. And it actually not only releases it from the person who's doing it, but all the people are then going to sort of harmonize or vibrate or sympathize with it and also maybe release something or feel something. Uh, and I don't think it's different with healing. You know, I think it's very much the same that you produce some sort of uh, frequency, and then people can resonate with that or not, and they can release or uplift or, you know, create something in themselves. Um, I just find that really fascinating. I also, what's really interesting too, has nothing to do with healing. And I just covered this in one of my recent shows too, is thinking about levitation using sound and whether or not that's been used in our really distant history, clearly not anywhere where we consciously remember it. But when we look at things like the pyramids and these things where we're like, how would you lift these multi-ton stones? How would you place them so perfectly? And some of those texts seem to indicate that there is levitation. I found uh um, some clips and some things from travelers to, to Tibet way, way back, you know, when it was first sort of cool to do that from England, from the West to go over to that area and study it. And the Tibetan monks are talking about using sound levitation. There's one guy who traveled over there who actually seems to have been shown sound levitation. And it was very specific. They had like I don't remember the exact, right? But it's like four long trumpets and the trumpets are 13 meters long. And then there's 16 drummers. And then there's this many people like chanting and, and they're all focused on this one thing. And it was a huge stone. You couldn't have lifted. And he says it lifted hundreds of feet in the air wow. and they placed it on a ledge. <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely incredible. Yes. Uh, and something uh, pretty interesting you sent me in the notes is you said all traditions, basically, these deities that uh, you know, created universe, they spoke the universe into existence, which I find very interesting as well. Another form of sound. Yeah, it's really fascinating to me, too. We have it, of course, biblically, God literally spoke and there was light and there was the world and there was these things. 
Um, he even let man speak, you know, the animals names. And so maybe we participated in that creation too, or still do, who knows, um, you know, and all these different traditions mirror that in some way where something spoke or a sound was made and that this was the beginning of the vibration that sort of created everything. And if you think about that, you know, aside from the sort of, uh, if that's actually what happened and whatever our spiritual beliefs are of what's going on here, though, the interesting thing is that underlying truth actually still exists that we can create with sound and cymatics is the study of that, right. Of what is created by sound, what form comes from sound and we can see it. We can see it in water. If you put a sound or a frequency in water, you can see the ripples. You can see it on those plates that people put on their speakers with the sand, you know, on top and different frequencies make amazing geometric patterns that are mm. like stunning, right? Like people call this sacred geometry for a reason. Right. Um, and the other frequencies don't other frequencies destroy those. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. There, there are some, you know, discorded frequencies that not, they don't necessarily make beautiful patterns, but you know, maybe patterns that don't make any sense or in disarray or chaos, right? Yeah. So then it's also true what it, you can create with the sound, with the word, uh, as God did. And as is, you know, everything has actually underlying it, its own frequency and vibration, which you can measure and know, or you can destroy with it. And, and we see that also in our modern technology. So we're just now exploring if you, you know, don't, if we don't pay attention to the black ops or what might be going on there, the, the exoteric, the outside looking face of it, we are just discovering and using sound technology to levitate, right? And to do cymatics and to sort of create. But we also have weapons we've built of sound technology, right? That stop people in their tracks or that stop them from being able to speak. The brown note. The brown note, right? That just like shatters your bowels. So they, and they use it in crowd control. So it's, it's, they know how powerful sound is. Do you remember that thing? I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was like down in Cuba maybe. And the whole sort of, yeah. The supersonic uh, weapons that got like a bunch of diplomats sick or something. Yeah. Like that. And who knows, that could have just been the test run. They were like, let's just see what happens. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty, pretty insane. Now, you you also mentioned something in your notes that everything has a unique radio signature. Yeah. What can we uh, we can we say to that that kind of uh, indicates that the, the our radio signature can pick up not only on the different frequencies, but will actually tune our bodies to this. Yeah, you you have a frequency. This pen has a frequency. This pen's frequency is different from this other pen's frequency. I mean, they have a measurable different frequency. They're going to be similar, but they're different. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can you can actually measure that and find that. This is actually the sort of key to the field of radionics and intrinsic data field, uh, which is its newer sort of iteration. So there's nothing that exists in this reality that does not have some sort of radio signature. Absolutely. And just that fact alone should just like mystify everyone. So we all, we all, so when we say things like in, in traditions, again, in various traditions of various religions, that everything has its own name, if you knew that name, you could control it. This is like a magical principle, right? And that God spoke your name into existence and you exist from that speed, you know, from that. That's the same thing as saying that you have this specific vibration and frequency and that it is knowable. It's measurable. Um, I just interviewed Peter Panagor, 
for the second time. You should have him on if you haven't yet. I have. Maybe. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He's awesome. And maybe he talked to you about this too, but that he actually heard in his near death experience, God speak his name. And he, yes. yeah. And it was like unutterable. Like you couldn't have spoken it if you tried, but, but in that realm, you could understand it, you could hear it and he could speak it. And if someone could speak the exact opposite of that, could they then undo him? Could they destroy him? Right. Mm. Uh, that's where we, I wouldn't want to go with it, but there's something you could, there's a negative version of all of these uh, technologies or all of these truths. Right. Um, but this IDF field, intrinsic data field and the radionics use of your specific uh, energy or the energy of anything, the vibration, the vibrational signature of anything is where it gets really, really useful. I'm actually wearing this device. It's called the Chi O, the Chi organizer, because uh, Chi would be just another name for, um, you know, the energy of, of everything that this radionic signature, these radio frequencies use to distinguish themselves from one another. And I can open this little necklace I'm wearing. There's this, um, you know, chip, there's these computer circuitries, there's a battery and there's, a uh, 250 different frequencies that are programmed into this to be sending out to me all day, every day. Wow. And it's awesome because each of these has been determined through IDF. So there's one for anti-parasite and there's one for anti-mold and there's one for anti-what all the things you don't want, right? It's like the opposite frequency of that or the frequency that is the medicine that cures that. So like the frequency of aspirin might be in here, right? I don't think it is in this one, but hmm. you know, something like that could be in here. If you take blood pressure medicine, the frequency of that could be in here. And the frequency alone is actually better because your body doesn't have to deal with any of the side effects. Of of, of the negative effects of that actual substance being in your body, which you might have too much of, or it might just be the wrong pH for you, but you do need the information of it to solve your, your issue, right? So this carries just the information and none of the other physical harmful effects. It has chi balancing or it has uh, chakra balancing. It has like mental soothing. Like I can't even remember all the things that we've programmed this with that are all the specific frequencies and it's tuned to transmit to my specific vibration, to my specific wow. radio frequency. So my frequency was determined and also used in conjunction with this. So I have this piece of technology that brings me all of this health and healing, you know, and the idea is that my field had all of these, you know, other sorts of sound, you know, frequencies coming out of from parasites, let's say, or bacteria or that were out of balance or whatever else. And this is carrying that, you know, alternative uh, information frequency and my body then can more easily pick that up and integrate it and then undo the stuff that is no longer needed. So it's just a support for what my body's already doing. It's not powerful enough necessarily to do something against my body's will or, you know, that wouldn't be in balance. And so it's really safe technology to use in that way too. And I know some people would be listening to this and being like, yeah, sure. Like I bet, <laughs> but I'll tell you again, I'm the skeptic actually. And I had this, uh, experience a few years ago where I have, and you may remember this living in the similar region, Chris, where there was like thousands of moths everywhere all day, every day. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. Judy. <laughs> 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Ah, uh, <laughs> and moths. Yeah, it was disgusting. I mean, even for normal people, which isn't me, it was disgusting. But I specifically have a phobia of moths. And it's a phobia phobia where I cannot control my reaction to them it's terrifying to me i i can't function when one is near me and there were moths near me all day every day for weeks so i was mentally breaking down and having a really bad time and again phoenix aurelius is my my friend and on facebook i put something like i live in hell like these (laughs) moths are just terrorizing like i cannot function i can't go outside i can't do normal things everywhere there's a moth i'm just freaking out all the time poor johnny is trying to like run around and kill all these moths in our house every time one pops up because he knows it's gonna send me reeling and so Phoenix is like, well, hey, I, I want to help you out. Like, maybe I can support you and let's figure out da, da, da. And I was like, cool. We had worked together a little bit in the past. And so he already had like my frequency and some other things. Uh, and somewhere in that day, I suddenly had like a feeling of peace. And I, it wasn't that I was no longer terrified of moths. It was that I, I just felt calm and I could suddenly like handle life. And I still understood that there was moths around. And if one, you know, really like came and hit me in the face, I'd still freak out, but I wasn't freaking out just because they were in the room or just because I knew they might be in the room. And I was like, wow, I'm really getting over this thing. Like, that's cool. Good job. Me, maybe this massive exposure therapy, like did the trick. Well, a couple hours later, I got an email and he's like, Hey, I started a frequency at 4:23 PM today. And so I hope you're feeling a little bit better. And that oh, was wow. exactly when I, and I didn't know when I didn't know he was even going to do it that day. I just knew he wanted to help in general and that we might set something up, but actually he had run it and I experienced it without knowing that. So that was the moment where I knew that this intrinsic data field, this radionics, this use of, of radio frequency transmission technology was super effective because I, without wow. even knowing, was receiving these benefits and, and experiencing the difference. So that's when I went and I got this Chio, uh, or because he had been telling me to get one for a while. He's like, we can program it with all these things you'll feel. And I was like, yeah, you know, like that's kind of dumb. Uh, but after this happened, I was like, this is real. These things really, really work. Um, And that's also when I then got really even deeper into wanting to know more about like the tuning forks and that type of healing. So I was like, if this works, what other sound healing or that's, you know, vibrational sort of healing technology can work. And, um, found out that that all works too. I do, you know, have an affiliate now with this company because I love them so much. I only really support things that I that I love. So that the Chio, if anyone's interested, they can go to rogueways.org and get a link and support the show too while they're at it, but it's not cheap. Uh, these things are, are a couple hundred bucks each, but I mean, it lasts you for your entire life and you get mm. to have that comfort of this, whatever it is you choose. They've got a lot of different programs you can choose from to, to broadcast to yourself all day. 
Right on. Now, I want to talk about that and, and some of the other um, kind of tools we can use to create our own frequencies. But when you're talking about bugs, it, it had me thinking there's probably like sound and frequencies that could keep insects away from us, you know. But yeah. it, it may be uh, not good for us too, though. If you think about it, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good. That's a good point. Because they do. I remember my mom. <laughs> she hit a deer one one year, and she was like, "I don't want to hit a deer again." Obviously, we live in this place where there's just deer everywhere, and they act like retards, just jumping willy nilly in front of cars for no reason. So she bought these things that were like these little um, tubes that while you're driving, the air goes through them. They just sit like kind of discreetly on the front of your car. And that sound of the air going through them supposedly creates this like hypersonic sound and deer stay away, uh, from the road and from your car. And she had, she never hit a deer again. So, I mean, do those work? I don't know, but uh, yeah, do they maybe then also bother other creatures or cause harm to us? Like, who yeah, knows? That's pretty crazy. Now, you said that Phoenix had your frequency somehow. How do we attain our own frequency? How can we, you know, get this? It's really interesting, and, and I wouldn't be able to explain the actual ins and outs of the IDF machine. The intrinsic data field is what it's called, mm-hmm. um, machine. And um, we, we switched at some point from radionics to intrinsic data field. And I think because intrinsic data field is more descriptive of, you know, that this is actually information. The sound wave, the information wave, it, it, it's the same thing. Um, and so, but but I know that he can zero in on the frequency of literally anything with that machine. Uh, and, and he would have to tell you exactly how or why that works, (laughs) but it, but it seems to, and the, the interesting thing is that it's measurable, it's reproducible. It's all the things that science likes, but science ignores it completely. Science is like, Nope, that's too cheap or that's too effective. (laughs) Like, uh, you could get that technology around people's necks and these little devices. So we don't want you to have that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, let's talk about some of the tools that you mentioned, uh, tuning fork. How does the tuning forks work? Yeah, this is really interesting because it's it's less uh, specifically discernible, like exactly what's going on. We just know that we what is reproducible is that people seem to be able to get information from other people's information fields using tuning forks, and they be able they seem to be able to send information to people's healing fields. And the interesting thing is that it works from any distance. And that's the part that blows my mind. It's the same with the IDF, right? Phoenix sent me that transmission from two states away back then when those moths were terrorizing me. And it came to me instantly and worked instantly. And these tuning forks too, like why would I be able to hit a tuning fork and send it with my intention to you, Chris, and you feel some sort of relief or change in yourself because of that? You can't hear that. You know, even right. you're closer to me than Phoenix, you're like half a state away, but you can't hear that. And it so doesn't affect everybody working? else between us. You know? Yes. And, and why? Right? right. And so there's something in us, whatever the IDF machine is, we are also that, right? The IDF machine is, is a more, it's more reproducible. It's more uh, specific. Other people can come and see that you're getting these results. There's a screen that displays it. There's no guessing really involved, right? Uh, so, so that's more helpful to a lot of people, but whatever it's doing, whatever it's able to calculate and understand and send to and receive from, we also are able to apparently do that. So what's really fascinating to me is I don't think we even need tuning forks. And mm-hmm. I think that's what some things like Reiki or other types of distance healing 
are that, or if you went to a sort of healing in a tribal situation with a shaman or something, and they were chanting and doing those sorts of sound things and other things, I think it's the same as that as well. I think they're all the same thing. (laughs) I just think these are, uh, whatever tools you're sort of choosing to use are the ones that work for you and that are the, uh, you know, they make sense to you uh, and you have an affinity with them and you have a trust in them and that's why they work, you know, but these tuning forks are really interesting too. The one that I first got and used is this, um, again, from Eileen Day McCusick and it's, uh, a 174 Hertz. It's a, it's, it's on that, that scale at least. Um, no, am I wrong? Let me grab it. I have two that I got first. So, oh, sweet. Oh, yeah. So, the one I got first is actually the Sonic Slider, slider is what it's called. It's not the 174 one. And it's meant to, it's at the 12th harmonic of the Schumann resonance. <laughs> so, do you know the Schumann resonance? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I figured you did. It's uh, for anyone listening who might not know, it's yeah. the frequency that that earth, the earth itself sends out. Um, and it is. It and is that's a frequency at is, like 7.5 hertz or something like that. It's usually, yeah, 7.4, I think is, and, yeah. and it's, so she's at the 12th, the 12th harmonic of that. And I think that's because it's the one that you can actually hear oh, and I you see. can barely hear it. It's very low actually. Um, but you can also feel it right when it's near you, you can hear and feel the Schumann resonance. If you're super sensitive, our, mm. our instruments can pick up the Schumann resonance, this, this frequency that the earth is spitting out. And the Schumann resonance is actually fascinating in itself because it's the Earth's specific frequency, which again, we could identify with radionics or the IDF machine, and we could tune to that specific thing. We could amplify it or send information to it. Uh, but the Earth is sending this out. And what's really interesting is that it seems to be able to be felt and understood by humans, even when they're not aware of it. We have all of these sort of um, studies and things going back for years that seem to show that people are affected by it. Animals are affected by it. In fact, it's not just that we're affected by it. It's that we actually pick it up and then amplify it back out. So we're actually a part of the Schumann resonance when, even if we don't realize it or know it, our little internal antenna, which is always this IDF machine that's sending out and transmitting and receiving information, even if we're not conscious of it Mm. is doing that all the time with the Schumann resonance. It affects us. There's people who are sensitive enough to say, oh, the Schumann resonance is really strong today. I can tell because I didn't (laughs) sleep last night. My head hurts or whatever, (laughs) whatever their method of, of knowing is. And then they go look at the you know, graphs that people are taking and spitting out each day, measuring it. And there, there it is. It's like this really strong burst that day. So, yeah, that is interesting. In just in the past, I think three or four years, a lot of people in this community, a lot more have been monitoring this human residence. And I believe there's some that say that it's been at times higher than any time in our recent past, like just in the past few years. Have you heard this? Yeah, that we're like maybe resonating back and forth. Like mm. maybe we're reconnecting with the earth like we were always supposed to be connected to it, you know? But if, I think they've done a good number on us, disconnecting it us from it, right? We're wearing these rubber shoes and we don't get to ground as often. And we're in these buildings that aren't grounded as well, or that we're like, you know, way away from the earth. We're not farming as much anymore, gardening as much anymore. We're eating all these processed things that are very, very far removed from the life force energy itself. All of these things have disconnected us, but people do seem to be waking up more and more. And even as simple as gardening more and more, or just being aware that like, oh yeah, maybe it's cool to like 
care about my environment a bit. And as many hoaxes there are out there surrounding the environment, environmentalism, there is also a reason to care about the earth <laughs> and take care of it. Yeah. Uh, and I, maybe it's even just that, right? Or maybe it is this intention people have of knowing that the earth is a frequency and that you might even call that alive or intelligent yes. and that you can maybe connect with that or just send it love or intention that like, Hey, I want to be in harmony with you too. And um, maybe it's even just that I do an event every solstice and equinox called the one day of brightness. And it's just, you know, 20, 30 people or so we get together, we have a couple sessions, some people come and teach us some cool things. And we meditate sometimes and do different things together. It's a super fun, uplifting and informative day. Uh, and we, we build like a lot of energy together. And when we do that every time so far, I've been able to look at the Schumann residence during that time. And it's like spiking up and I'm not saying we just alone are doing that. I'm sure it's because it's equinox and solstice and, you know, everyone's kind of in tune with that, but I'm always like, you know, this isn't an accident either. You know, our, our intention to use our, our human biofield, our tuning fork of ourself, uh, and send intentions out or receive intentions back is way more powerful than we think we've, we've not been so, um, encouraged or allowed to understand just how powerful that might be. So the Schumann resonance is a really cool example of all of this sound technology and that everything has its own identity that you can know. And so this first tuning fork I got was meant to amplify that, that earthing sort of, you know, Schumann resonance biofield. And, and use it for yourself. And you're meant to strike it and, and run this tip of the tuning fork that you're usually holding in your hand and, and run it around your, your body. And when I do this, I have pains that just disappear. I have like, my skin seems to get tighter as I do it. Like Eileen Damacusic says she has not done anything but this daily. And you can see her reverse her age. Like she goes from kind of puffy and you know the sort of normal 40 year old like starting to look old to looking like she's like 30 wow. and she's like it's been like five years <laughs> yeah you're gonna have <laughs> you to know? send me a link to get a tune in fork after yeah this <laughs> this sure, alone man. well because part of me too was again always a skeptic i'm like i don't know but i'm like you know what this is what like 60 bucks i think is what it was when i got right. it uh and who cares i'll just use it every day and even if nothing else i'm at least just like moving my lymph around, yeah. right? Like I'm doing a little lymph massage on my body. Like, oh, well, and right. I do, I feel like it helps immensely. If I ever have sinus stuff, I just, you know, sit on my sinuses for a while. If you ever have a place that's just sort of experiencing pain or, or dis-ease, you can just massage that area with this. And I, it's super cool. So when I started feeling results from using this on myself, I was like, well, maybe I should see if I can use it on other people too. So I got the, the one fork, which if you're going to get one fork to try and like do healings on others, this is the one fork and it's the 174 Hertz fork. And you can get it from Eileen Day McCusick or you can get it from anywhere else. Uh, and this is 174 is just sort of the general um, physical healing is what people usually use it for. I genuinely now I have a whole set of Sofeggio forks. So every single Solfeggio Hertz tuning fork I have, and, and I use them all for a very specific chakra or a very specific reason, but I genuinely, in the end, I don't even think it matters which fork you use for what. I think it really is your intention. And just, this is just a thing that's helping you focus your intention and carry the intention because sound carries, right? As I speak, so I create, 
like as I spoke into existence, God did all of this is just, we're creating waveforms and sending it out into a physical reality. And this tuning fork is just one more way of doing that. Um, so I just, I just started doing that. <laughs> now, is there any other uh, tools that people can get for themselves uh, similar to tune in forks that, that do the same thing? We could get into a lot of them. One I have back here too, it's my Tibetan uh, singing bowl. Uh, and so that I use to sort of clear space and to call in higher energies. Uh, and it just is a really, it's a really beautiful energy that it brings. Yeah. This has been something that's been used also through various cultures all throughout time that if there's like dark energies or negative energies, you can ring a bell or you can write hit some and make some sound that is pleasing and that that will dispel the negativity and bring in the goodness. And you can, I mean, that's even just if it's, um, sort of placebo or something. I mean, if you're feeling down and bad, but you make yourself start singing a happy song out loud, like you're going to feel better <laughs> because you're just creating that good energy. And so it carries it with it. And I think, you know, it's as simple as that sometimes, but I also am super fascinated by binaural beats and binaural um, sound technology, because that can also, again, measurably and repeatably get us into different brainwave states. Uh, and that's really incredible as well. So I'm a big fan of he Hemisync. Yeah, and I personally have seen the benefits of different frequencies when it comes to meditation. I mean, uh, if compared to not having any tones in the background, if I do have tones, like it could be a difference of like an hour getting to a great meditative state. You know, uh, if you have the tones on, it's like almost instantly, you know, yeah. it, can, it can happen very quickly, very profound. Yeah, it's really, really, it's like a shortcut, right? And yeah. Hemisync is like a shortcut as well. If you start using a Hemisync program every night, like you'll be out of body, you'll be doing all kinds of crazy stuff in no time, if that's what you want to do. Um, or if you just want to meditate more deeply, you can do that too. Um, but also we can do this for ourselves, right? And this is the um, science and technology and the key behind chanting, uh, and chanting was meant originally to do exactly that, right? You produce the sound, but it is bringing you into a deeper state. It's bringing your brain brain waves into a different state, or it's bringing you deeper into meditation, or it's clearing or uplifting or working with different chakras as well. So I have some chanting that I use too with these um, sacred sounds that are ancient that have been used for thousands of years for exactly this purpose. Uh, and it's the same, like you said, it's like a shortcut. It brings you in deeper. It can just unlock some really, and it can unlock physical healing too. Like I've had physical things, just, I feel it sometimes like shift and release something that, wow. you know, like that's, uh, they can't do that at the hospital. Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> Let's talk about some of the negative frequencies that we deal with on a daily basis, starting with some of the natural ones. I know the sun sometimes creates uh, frequencies that can make us a little uh, nutty sometimes and just cosmic rays and, and all the uh, whatever's coming from space can affect. But we are also in an electromagnetic soup. Um, I can barely go to inside like big stores like a Walmart anymore. Because I can feel it right when I walk. I can just feel the frequencies pumping and I feel sick. I feel nauseous. I can't wait to get out of there and I'm dizzy the whole time. I can like barely stand up. As soon as I get out of there and away from all that, I'm much better. But yeah, we live in it in a soup of electromagnetic smog. And I guarantee that probably 80 or more percent of our health problems in the modern age is coming from a lot of this bullshit. 
Yeah, I exactly agree with you. I, I, maybe a hundred percent. Like it's yeah, yeah. very possible that the whole reason our bodies are able to even be in a state of disease is because they're so constantly attacked and degraded by all of this crap. And it's true. I was a teacher for many years. And in the schools, there's almost only that same sort of industrial, like the lighting and the, uh, and all the Wi-Fi and like everything. And I did everything I could to sort of mitigate it because all day, every day you're being like assaulted. Our children are being assaulted by it all day. They're trying to learn and develop in that. And no one thinks about it. I just finished reading uh, Invisible Rainbow. Did you ever read that or get a chance to no, no I hadn't that so it's Arthur Furstenberg and it first um came out in I think 2017 but it also got really popular in 2020 because everyone who was on the terrain theory sort of train was like pointing to this book as it's a very complete and concise collection of evidences and he doesn't even make it about terrain theory he just makes it about like just radiation and electricity that's it let's just look at the history of radiation and electricity and when you're reading this book you can very clearly see how our illness as a society are all of our modern illnesses are directly linked to electricity. And it starts in when we had started to play with radio. So even radio, which, you know, we just talked about radionics, which is talking about radionic radio frequencies and sending frequencies and using them for good. But when we first started using them, uh, we, we don't know, we don't know what magnitude amplification, like whatever, and how far and then how powerful and nothing. And we just started seeing instantly the people who, the scientists and the people who are at the forefront of that industry universally got such ill health. They got cancers, they got tumors, they got, you know, whatever. We didn't even have words for it, right? We still had to make up new words for this electric sickness, <laughs> getting sick from being in connection with this electric. Oh, it's like sudden stuff. death syndrome, huh? Okay, never <laughs> yes, mind. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Just new things popping up. And, and that some people... Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC sounded the alarm and they were like, look, not everyone is receiving these the same effects, but enough of us are that we should wonder and question about the safety of this and whether or not it's something we should keep producing. But, you know, humans are curious and we're like, what else can we do with this? And how else can we use this? And so we started setting up towers and we started doing more with it. And every time we start setting up towers, he maps out in that place, there was a flu in that place. There was a cold, this spread faster than could have been carried by humans. So how did the spread occur? Mm. It didn't occur by human transmission. It occurred by electric waves. It occurred by carrying over, you know, sound form or waveforms of whatever you want to call it, radiation, basically. And then he goes through and he says, you know, even some of these illnesses we had before that technology was big, you can map it exactly to sunspots and sun cycles because the sun is also spitting out this electromagnetic radiation. And when the sun is like exploding and sending out all this extra radiation and our field of the earth gets weakened from dealing with so much that more of it gets let into our little bubble here that we live in, then we all get sick. And, and everyone called as, oh, we don't know. The mysterious illness came this year. And our idea was that this is transmitted by little bugs or little whatever, and that we give it to each other. 
It's not a bad guess. It's not a bad <laughs> idea. We know that bacteria yeah. and parasites exist, but it doesn't actually turn out that there's any evidence for it. There's none, actually. There All is right. zero. This is the other thing he does a great job of mapping out, that there's zero evidence for transmission of any illness ever except bacteria and parasites which are totally different they're totally totally different right so and really what those are most likely is your system was weakened by some sort of emf enough to let the bacteria and parasite take over your body's strong enough to fight those things off where you've been designed to do that but when you're weakened you can't do it so you know when the sun explodes or you know you have radio waves or you have this other thing you're weakening you're probably going to get more likely to get a bacterial or parasitic infection but what we think of as viral we think of it as a virus we think of it as a flu or a sickness that we spread to each other turns out to just be radiation poisoning most right. likely and i really was the again the biggest skeptic of this because i'm like you know what i've seen how people give each other the flu and people chicken pox like how are you going to explain this stuff that's that doesn't make sense to me you know you kiss somebody with a herpes cold sore you get a herpes cold sore like what you <laughs> yeah, can't tell yeah. me that's not transmitting well herpes cold sore could be a parasite it could be bacteria i'm not sure but mm. all these other things especially the things we call flus and colds actually seem to be this thing he the thing that finally broke me that i was like hold up this is this can't be real and i looked and it is real is that there have been all of these studies especially back in the early 1900s when we were really starting to get a lot more flus because now we had electricity not just radio waves not just the sun but we're like wiring every house every city with all of this radiation soup and then we started getting these spanish flu and all these other things right it was a big deal so they did all of these experiments where they took snot and you know spit and all this stuff from the mouth and the nose of, of one person who was really, really ill. And they put it in a perfectly well person and they did it over and over and over in all sorts of different ways. And how many of those people got sick? Mm. Zero, yeah. not just not one, two, whatever, zero yeah. of them. So if that, so that alone should just disprove to anyone that this could be transmissible from person to person. It is not transmissible from person to person. There's no evidence mm. of it ever. We've never isolated a single supposedly called virus in the history of everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ever. I can't wait. I'm having Dr. Andy Kaufman on next week. We're going to talk about that. Uh, but when you look at things like the sun uh, that could possibly cause similar things, is it really just the sun or is it a sun combined with like the food we're eating and the electromagnetic smog that's not natural and all the other outside factors that have been bombarding us uh, in, our, in our modern age, maybe not just the sun, but a combination. I don't know. Yeah, I do think it's a combination. So you know, he did show and we've shown that in the past when there was no no radio, no radiation or whatever, and the sun had a sun cycle, you know, explosion, I, I keep forgetting a, a coronal mass ejection or whatever mm -hmm. it was, people did get sick. Um, and That's so if it's strong enough, you know, I think it can get you sick, even if you're not specifically weakened in the ways we are in this modern world, but right. especially now it's going to make you sick because now we've got, you know, whatever they spray all day in the sky that falls down on us and we're wrapped in electricity. I mean, who doesn't live in a house that's electrified? No one. So yeah. all day you have this electric 
um, radiation that's on you. We have radio waves coming through the air all the time. We have now Wi-Fi coming through all the time. We have now cell phone towers coming through all the time. We have now even 5G coming through all the time. And in addition to that, you're eating food that has no nutrients in it because you're probably eating, you know, um, pasteurized stuff that has been processed to hell that has no living life force in it and no nutritional value in it hardly at all and even if you're eating some produce which most people don't eat very much of even if you're doing that you're probably not eating it organically and so you're getting something that's like pretty deficient already and then even if you're eating organic and you're amazing you're eating tons of produce your organic stuff was grown from soil that's been depleted for how many years so you're still eating nutritionally deficient as compared with all of our ancestors that we know of (laughs) so our our whole bodies are like they don't have the building blocks they need they don't have the nutrition they need to keep themselves well then we're being bombarded with all of this it's no wonder we have cancer uh diabetes and all of this stuff and you know in that electric or sorry the invisible rainbow um book of arthur Furstenberg wrote he talks about and he shows directly how cancer and diabetes are two biggest and heart disease are three biggest killers all of them are directly tied to electricity and electric radiation and if wow. you took that away that he showed this blew my mind he had studies from areas where people were eating, um, I think it was from Brazil or something, right? This population was eating something like 30% to 50% of their calories were directly from cane sugar. So you would think if cane sugar and too much sugar is what causes diabetes, that they would have this massive amount of diabetes, but they weren't yet electrified. They didn't yet have massive electronics and radiation and uh, radio even at this time. And so they had no diabetes. They had like one out of like 10,000 people would have diabetes. And then the, you know, once they introduced it, then their diabetes rates took off. Same diet, different effect. So what is it? The diet or is it electricity? So he shows, you know, uh, sugar does affect it. It's not that we're misunderstanding that, but the only reason it affects it is because you're already degraded by the radiation sickness. It wouldn't affect you otherwise. Man, that's insane. It's insane. Let's talk about these awful things right here. Uh, Everybody carries it in their pocket. They have it near their head lots of times. They're always constantly surrounded by it. I was talking to Jim Lee the other day. He said, if you feel that warmth in your pocket or you feel that warmth on your ear, it's literally cooking you. It's cooking inside your skin. Uh, And, you know, not to mention all the other nefarious things like what social media is doing to people and that these things are basically little black mirrors and the the esoteric um, kind of – dysfunctional things that we were not going to get into today, but they're cooking us. Yeah. It's disgusting. So in addition to like, I'm surrounded by screens right now because we're doing this show. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so that's, that's also cooking us. And then we also probably both have Wi-Fi in our house. I wish I didn't. I would like to eventually have a house where like everything is just corded, yeah, uh, but I yeah. do the way we have to do it in this house right now is Wi-Fi. And then, yeah, this phone and this phone, these things are not just, they're not just radiating, right? They are amplifying the signal that is being sent to them. So if we didn't have this anywhere near us, that signal that's already sort of hitting us and possibly making us sick would be something, but now we were amplifying it. And then how many in your house do you have, right? How many people live in your house or whatever, then that's how many times it's being amplified. You also have a smart meter probably, by the way, which is disgusting as well. Uh, and causes house fires, but you know, that's also now pulsing you how many times a second with this radiation. Um, but this, this, I never, ever now use my phone 
um, without having it corded. So like I will have headphones in that are corded to use my phone because otherwise, if you have the Bluetooth headphones, or if you're holding this to your head, you're sending radiation again, that's then being amplified right into your brain. <laughs> it's like, it's actually an insane choice to keep yeah, this. That's why all my like, headphones and anything like that I always keep corded, no matter corded. What. Yeah. If you, and, and I get it, they're like, cool, they're convenient to have Bluetooth and you can do it. But like, just think about what you're actually doing to yourself. You're sending this to your brain and then amplifying it inside of your brain. You're putting it mm. inside your head and then amplifying it. It's, it's not safe for you at all. And so corded is the only way to go speakerphone. If you don't have cords, I do speakerphone as well. And, um, I carry it around in this bag you'll notice. And this bag is a Spiro bag. S-P-E-R-O, Spiro, Electro, uh, what is it? EMFprotectionclothing.com. Yeah. Matt Landman, he's super trustworthy. He actually went to all of the factories that produce his fabrics to make sure, you know, they're not slave labor or anything and that they're actually using good materials. Um, all of these are silver lined. Uh, he had to actually up the production value of it because the first iteration of this he made no longer worked when 5G rolled out. But the, the, the shielding, it's basically a mini Faraday cage, right? It's all silver lined. Um, it no longer worked. You could still receive uh, phone calls through the bag once 5G rolled out. So that's how gross 5G is, by the way, is yeah, that yeah. it can pierce even more deeply through things that used to be shielding. So he doubled the lining and now it works. I have a 5G phone and it's in this bag and it, it'll, I've tested it myself. It'll be ringing. I'll drop it in the bag. It'll stop ringing. I cannot. And I bring it back nice. on, out. It has to like find the signal again. So it actually does shield completely. There's nothing coming out or in from that. It's not good enough to just use airplane mode. Um, airplane mode still... <laughs> I mean, I don't trust them at all. People have also measured that like it doesn't significantly change the radiation. So um, I would I would not trust airplane mode. I keep my phone in my bag if I'm sleeping and using it for an alarm clock or whatever. I, I just I do whatever I can to sort of protect because we're surrounded by this soup of disgusting EMF radiation. Yeah, uh, well, while we're talking about 5G, how come something deep down inside doesn't tell me that uh, 5G is actually working as they say it is. I don't see any different speeds coming from my cell phone or whatever I have hooked up to 5G. Uh, there's so many different nefarious theories about this, uh, but they, they've they kind of pushed for it for for the longest time, and, and now it's here. They, they rushed through. There was no really safety testing. Uh, so now it's here and we got to deal with whatever the real use is for. Uh, but you know, if, if we're talking about uh, things like frequencies and, uh, nefarious experimental jabs that people were forced to get for, uh, the past couple of years and a combination of what could be, you know, not to get too conspiratorial, but yeah, you know, th this is a possibility of something that we are actually having to deal with. Yeah, I, I covered this a while ago when the jab was first rolling out when we first found out that it was mRNA, because I had previously seen a little snip from a professor at West Point, right? And, and they're, that's the military's top training school, and they're very high tech and sciencey and very rigid. And, and what they're, it's a high class, like you don't just get into West Point, it's a you know, it's like at the MIT of the military. So uh, this West Point presentation this guy was giving was about using mRNA to um, essentially mind control anybody. And 
the way you would also be able to do that is through 5G um, radiation being used to carry the signal to the mRNA in a person's body that would then be able to go in and literally mind control. He was talking about deleting memories, adding memories, changing your point of view, changing your understanding, changing your opinion about things. Holy that shit. is insane. <laughs> so this, and this is not, I mean, you, you can call it a conspiracy theory all you want, but this video was from West Point. Mm. <laughs> so they think they can do that, right? Unless it's total psyop and they want us to think that they think they can do that. Right. Who knows? But otherwise we can at least say, well, the military's talking about this. And the way they describe using it is that you first have to inject the person with mRNA technology, and then you have to have 5G specifically in order to carry the directions to the mRNA to tell it what to do. Yeah, in addition to that, which is yeah. scary enough, right? And even back then, this was in 2020, I think that I was covering this. I was saying, how long have they been using that without telling us? Because who knows what kind of experimental medications you could be receiving when you think you're getting, for example, a flu jab or something. I don't know. I don't know how nefarious they could be, right? Um, and, and, and even beyond that, maybe people who actually agreed to be part of a test and they've been testing it on them. I don't know. So how far along is that technology possibly already? Then we had just so happened to have this mass rollout of specifically MRNA at the same time that we had a mass rollout of specifically 5G. It just doesn't seem like an accident to me. So then we look at the behavior of many of the people who have received this, and it seems to them that no amount of information can break through. (laughs) (laughs) And so perhaps that's because even when you tell them there's something in them that is updating that information and saying, no, don't believe that, or no, it doesn't matter, or just keep going or whatever. And they're being literally mind controlled in that way. I don't know. I don't know the, the, you know, this was a, a lecture he was giving. This was technology he was outlining. I don't know how specific it gets, how far along it is and, and those types of things. But it seems really interesting to me that all of those things happened at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't seem like an accident. It also could explain why people, you know, we're seeing all these different things happening. So like, why isn't everyone getting um, myocarditis. Why isn't everyone dropping dead? Why isn't everyone doing this, like have mm. monkey poxing or whatever, this blistering stuff that seems <laughs> to happen to some people. Shingles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. And why, why is that? Well, if you were intelligent and you knew that everyone also had specific frequencies, you could zero in on a person's specific frequency. You could send information to their mm. biofield. You could send information to their mRNA. You could perhaps even do it as a category because everyone, for example, who might have a certain ethnic heritage might have a certain part of their frequency that is similar. Oh, man. Right? And then you say, okay, everyone who's gay then, you all, all have right. monkeypox now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah, know. That's yeah. not happening. Oh, uh, Lindsay, it makes too much sense. You, oh, man. <laughs> That's crazy <laughs> shit, though. I mean, it's something that we definitely need to mention and talk about uh, because there's been, um, I don't know, almost every conspiracy theory that we spoke of before that we were calling conspiracy. I mean, it's true. It's yeah. true. You know, we can't deny that. That's a lot what of this scares shit. me. I don't want to be right. <laughs> I hope yeah. I'm really, really wrong. I hope that was a psyop, that they can't do that, that it's not even possible, and that it's crazy, and that everyone who took this, <laughs> it was saline or something even better than that. Uh, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's make conspiracies a theory again. 
Yes. <laughs> well, I want to uh, I want to go back and kind of for the last half of the show close it on uh, a little bit of a lighter note. Uh, one of the most measurable effects that I've ever noticed when it comes to sound and, and healing is music. Uh, ever since I've been a kid, ever since I've been listening to music, music has affected my mood. It has helped me feel better. It has helped uh, stomach pain. It has helped illnesses. Uh, certain songs will, you know make me feel like I'm, you know, on the heroin or something or on some kind of drug. It's it's a beautiful feeling. Uh, and on the, the opposite side, music can also be weaponized. And we're seeing this uh, a lot in our modern age from a lot of the younger generations and hip hop and, and pop music that a lot of this stuff has been weaponized, right? Oh, yeah. And it's in so many different ways, too. I want to say in regards to music before we talk about some of the other things that um, this is another fascinating aspect of the cymatic angle of sound expression, creating really specific forms, you know, in, in our reality. And I had Thomas Cowan on, which is who's another really great person for train theory, um, you know, to talk to. But I had him on before all of this COVID stuff also. And we were talking about his book, The Cosmic Heart, Human Heart. And in that he talks about how children's teeth. Uh, you have a, a different number of teeth when you're a child. They're in a different pattern of organization, different sizes and shapes. And uh, however you can correspond that to a musical scale, your teeth, the organization of it corresponds to the musical scale that is the same used in nursery rhymes. We didn't know that oh. when we wrote the nursery rhymes, right? But kids love those sounds and they're like those nursery sort of songs. And then when you're a certain oh. age, you don't really like them anymore. Right. Something else starts sounding better to you. Your yeah. teeth now fall out. You have different teeth in a different arrangement. And now those teeth, our adult teeth, correspond to the scale that is like classical music and adult sort of music. That's <laughs> insane. Yeah. Like wow. our bodies are cymatic. Every aspect of our bodies are arranged in this like cymatic expression and form that corresponds perfectly to sound. So there's all sorts of layers of this that are true, that are provable. Right. And he's such an amazing guy. If you haven't had him on too, I don't know if you have, but he's, no, uh, him and Andy Coffin are both awesome guests yeah. to have on over and over again. Cause they're just wealth of knowledge in so many different areas. But so that, that blew my mind. I was like, so we, again, we just do this naturally intrinsically. We just kind of understand like, well, now I like these sounds and now I like those sounds and this, and this corresponds actually to like what we are like what we're made of, <laughs> like how we express and form in this earth even. Yeah. Um, so music is this powerful thing then, right? It can heal you. We know that. We know that it can have this specific vibration. It can carry energy. It can carry information in it. It, it can correspond with who and what we are. Like you said, it can put you in different states of mind. You can chant yourself into a, a meditation or whatever. And instead of using it in all those ways, we're like, here's this crap that we're just going to mass produce yeah. in a hypnotic way, right? And a lot of it uses like chanting and like backmasking or, you know, hiding information within it, the song itself. And then they also do it at what's the hertz they use instead of 432? Yeah, I know they change 432 hertz uh, to like 427 uh, or yeah, something. something that's like, not as yeah, natural for our for our, our, us to hear in our bodies. And it's one of those ones, like you were saying, if you were to put it in the cymatic like mm. tray of sand, it would destroy instead of yeah. harmonize. So we used to do 432 and like the whole industry just switched. What was that in like the 1930s or something? Yeah, and it was, it was the 20s or 30s when they did that. 
That's insane. And it was at the behest of, I think, the earlier version of the Tavistock Institute. So it wasn't an accident that they did it either. And why? They didn't say any reason why. They were just like, oh, it's just where we're going to do it. But they knew. They knew it was. there's no reason you would just shift it all from something harmonious to something disharmonious. So now whatever we're listening to on any station that we listen to or any mass-produced thing is going to be in this in this frequency that is not actually good for us and then it's also coming encoded with all sorts of stuff yes. and then it's also <laughs> in this like chanting hypnotic sort of repetitious pattern and i know nobody wants to just like listen to classical music all day there, there's good music out there still there is um, one thing about you, classical i want to say is that it's before a certain time period all the classical music, no matter what you're listening to, had this kind of essence of beauty that you couldn't really describe compared to modern music. Not even the same. When I And when I listen to classical music, I'm always, it's like you stop. There's like a stillness. Mm. You have like respect for this thing. Like even if you're not like, I like this, I like classical music, you're still like, and even young children before their teeth change have a response to it. Like you recognize that this is something beautiful and transcendent and mm -hmm. you know i think a lot of the artists that are still making music have more of those sorts of aspects of like com complexity and at least emotion and the intent in what they're putting into their music um and a lot of the like crap that is uh carrying really dark energy and is mass produced by these specific labels and, and industry sort of like you know um monolithic like sony and these people they're very dark i mean you can just look at the imagery you look at their videos you look at the words they're saying and you're like this is not good for anyone you know and yeah, i'm okay with dark like i mean we all need like the depressing song and the angry song because we feel like that and we want to have it reflected i gotta in have my metal sometimes man i gotta yeah. get that that <laughs> primal screaming in absolutely there's nothing wrong with that at all right but it's the idea that you can do that beautifully and you can do that in a way that it just expresses the human truth and reality without bringing it to this sort of uh destructive aspect of humanity which is what i think they're doing with that other frequency and what they're doing with this chanting this repetition this this hypnotic music that they produce yeah yeah, and I, I find it very interesting that there would be times uh, I'll hear a song that I that at, at some point brought tears to my eyes and, and it had a major effect on me. And then uh, other times I'll hear that song and it's just like nothing. And I'm wondering what's going on there. Yeah, because I, I wonder too about that. Like when we're playing it on our home stereos, is there some just quality that we've infused it with that like, you know, it has, it has some sort of a pure intent or something when you hear it, like in some other mass, I don't know, like a Walmart or somewhere else. It's just like, like I, don't, I don't know. I have this had the same experience. Yeah. That's pretty insane. Uh, now what else about sound healing or frequency or bioresonance or anything should we talk about before we close out? Is there anything else? Well, I'd love to share a few stories about sound healing that oh, I've yeah, done with people sure. since I've started um, because it's blown my own mind too. And so I would love for people to understand the types of things that can happen. Because again, I came into it a skeptic uh, and I experienced the effects of it. And then I saw other people experience the effects from me. So now I know, you know, what can, what can happen. Definitely. Uh, and so one of my um, favorite stories is, 
And this, so I do a 15 minute sound healing session for people who just don't have, you know, like a lot of money and they just want to get some help. There's something going on and they just need like a booster to see if it can help or whatever. And I always kind of thought, well, you know, those aren't as good. It's only 15 minutes, but like, it's like anything, a little is better than none. So I will at least offer it to people if they want to try it. Uh, and then I do an hour long session, which I always feel like, well, that's what, that's what anyone should do. That's like a full meal deal. You know, you really want to get in there and like release whatever you can release and bring in those healing energies and just like realign and rebalance and get this full thing. Well, so, you know, I had this woman choose the 15 minute one and I, I don't go into it thinking like, this isn't going to help. I'm just saying that's in my mind. That's kind of how it is, right? 15 is not as good as an hour. That's all there is to it. But I went into this 15 minute healing. I always go into it just fully. Like, you know, we're going to do as much as we can for this person in this time. We're going to see what happens. And when I'm giving sound healing, I understand different things like uh, you know, people might describe that as being psychic or, but images will come up or parts of their life will come up and I'll sort of understand. And that's been one thing that has been really cool for me to see is that those always correspond with what the person is experiencing or what actually happened in their life. And, you know, so those are always true. The information that the tuning forks are able to bring to me are always really accurate and really amazing. So I'm doing this sound healing for her and I'm seeing some things that, you know, seem like they're from her childhood, something with like a tree and a brother and a thing and whatever. And I don't want to get into too many details, but seeing this and seeing this and, and, um, she didn't even tell me what her problem was, uh, that she was coming for, which is also okay. You know, and has to like, tell me exactly what's going on. I'm still going to send healing. We're still going to see what we get and what happens. So I get some of this stuff and, and then the healing is over. And I always have a few minutes at least to talk to people and share with them what I saw and let them share what they experienced. So I'm telling her and she's like, oh my God, that's exactly what happened to me as a child. And that's it. And I didn't realize this thing I'm experiencing was connected to that, but it actually makes so much sense. And, you know, some of her guides and allies actually came through. So I was able to tell her, you know, if you want to, you have this, whatever it was, maybe it was an owl or something, you know, that is hanging around you in the spirit level. And you can interact with that energy if you want, if you feel safe about it, you can ask it to help with this healing. Cause clearly it came forward in connection with that. And she was like, oh my God. I just discovered that we have this owl or whatever it was that like hangs out and it just started coming to our house every day, like today. And I'm like, well, that's not an accident, you know? And then she's like, I don't know. I just feel really good, but you know, whatever. And, and so we, we ended the, the session and she writes to me a little bit later and she said for, for years, I've had this inability to swallow and you know, it just comes sometimes and I just, I can't drink. I can't eat. I can't just swallow. I get really, cause it's terrifying and I can't, you know, it's like an anxiety thing almost like my whole life is affected by this. And the doctors don't know, there's no physical reason they've tried everything. Nothing is working. Uh, and then I did this sound healing and now I can swallow wow. <laughs> and I don't have this anymore. And that was from a 15 minute one. That's and I was incredible. like, Wow. I mean, I, I don't feel like I have control over this. I just feel like I can create the space, create the time, you know, send the intentions, see what messages I receive and share that with people. But what their body does with what they're receiving can be amazing, right? Like it can be that amazing that they can heal this thing that nothing else could heal by receiving this, this information and this technology. Um, so that one is one of my favorites because it was just so direct and specific. Um, I had another one. Yeah. <laughs> I had another one the other day, another 15 minute one actually. And this person came and again, didn't tell me anything about what they wanted or what they were dealing with or anything. And, 
Um, and so I was doing the sound healing and for them, I was seeing very specifically their Kundalini energy was activating and rising throughout their body. And the whole healing wasn't actually about healing. It was about helping them raise that up all the way up through their crown, which I don't know if many people know about that sort of tradition and that sort of goal, but that's a really high level achievement. Like you people would spend like years <laughs> trying to activate and raise their Kundalini and other people just happens in a moment. Cause that's <laughs> also could happen, but, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's not like a, it's not a, just, I guess, common thing. And it's not, a, and it's, and it's something you usually work towards for a long, long time. Well, so I was like, I mean, I'm supposed to tell this guy that like, we just activated and raised his Kundalini energy. <laughs> I feel dumb saying that. Like, that seems so weird to me, but I'm going to share what I see and what I've been told. So I share this with him and he was like, oh, that's exactly what I came for. And that's exactly what I'm working on. And that's exactly what I was feeling while it was happening too. And, and you know, that that's, that's where I'm at in my journey. And I'm like, well, wow. So, so this, you know, if you're, no matter where you're at, I guess the point is no matter where you're at in the spiritual journey, no matter where your body's at in its own healing journey, this just meets you where you are and, and works with whatever it is that's already going on. So it's not, um, you know, you, you can't go in and say like, I'm going to activate your Kundalini or I'm going to heal your throat and you're going to swallow. <laughs> like you can, I don't think you can do that, but you can go in with this intention of like, here's where I'm at, you know, and here's where I'm hoping for, and here's what I need for the healing. And then it's just going to help you get there in whatever way it can, which is an amazing, I mean, what other technology does that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That is incredible, man pretty wow. fun. I, I feel yeah. very lucky to have sort of stumbled into it and be able to help people in this way. Cause I was already doing other healing techniques, you know, so it's not like it was out of the blue and totally new, like it, it very similar to other things that I do. It's just, this is like a new, a new tool to apply these same sorts of, of things with, like I was saying, I think Reiki is the same. I think that healing hands and those types of stuff, I think they all function on these same principles. Um, I just think the tuning forks have their own you know, ability to help us sort of focus and send that, um, you know, so, so I think I, I did have a sort of proclivity to that. I had practice at that, but I just love these new tools. I love this way of doing it. Um, and it's really effective for people. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, now for the audience that are interested in uh, hooking up with you and getting a little, uh, tuning fork healing on, what's the best way for them to do so? Uh, the best way is to go to rogueways.org, uh, ways as in pathways, not the waves of the ocean or the sound waves, but rogueways.org. And there's a link on there that says spiritual healing and support. And you can click on that and you can just schedule any of the different types of things that I offer for a day and time that works for you. And, and it just takes care of all of it right there. So uh, it's super, super easy to do any of those things I do tarot readings as well. I do spiritual guidance sessions in which we can get messages from your guides and allies and, and healing happens in those too. It's actually like, uh, it's not even an option or <laughs> if you're going to receive energy and messages from your guides, like healing energy is going to be a part of that I've learned. So those are really powerful as well. Uh, and then I do the sound healing and the tuning, um, alignments and, and different things like that. So there's lots to choose from for people if they're interested. I love it. This is what we need. Heal the world. Lindsay, Heal the world. fantastic as usual. And we'll definitely have to talk again soon in the future. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on my show in, in maybe like a month, I think, is when oh, yeah, we schedule yeah. that for. So that'll be fun, too. And it's sure. always awesome to hang out with you. Yes, it is. And until next time, everyone, have an excellent evening. We'll talk again tomorrow. See y'all, then. <laughs>